Near FM and the Near Drama Company are proud to present Riveton History by Pat Meehan. Episode 3. Come, mes amis. We must seek shelter before the storm breaks. Quickly, make for the fortress. I don't know what you put in that brandy to fornicate, but if you think I'm going anywhere near that fortin' thing, you can forget about it. Jesus! Let me into the bleeding caravan! We cannot stay out here, Marianne. The force of the wind up here on the hill of Tara could turn the little chamber upside down. It is of a very light construction, you see. You said it was perfect. Perfect for all our needs, you said. And now you're saying it could blow away? You're full of shite! Duke, mon ami, find the waterproofs. There are capes and boots in the trailer. We must go now. We will leave Mademoiselle Marianne here with the little double-decker. Perhaps when the morning comes she will have been sucked up in the air by the tornado, just like Dorothy in Le Wizard of Oz. All right, I'll go. But first thing in the morning, you're going to bring me back to Dublin. I should never let that stupid Egypt TCP Crawley talk me into taking this bleeding job. Bon. Uh, bring some of our foodstuffs, Duke. And a drink. <laughs> they may come in, how you say, Andy, eh? Who goes there? Is that you, Bugyan, with me supper? Halt! I'll spit you on me spear if you come any closer. Halt, I said. Bonjour, madame. Mave, eh? Uh, Parlez-vous français? No? You can see us, oui. You are hungry, yes? Maybe a little of Monsieur Duke's excellent fried chicken would not go amiss. Go on, Duke. Offer the lady a chicken leg. Oui. And a little of that fragrant cheese. That's good, yes. I bet she would also like some wonderful pig's trotters, as all you Irish seem to enjoy. Well, there we are, eh? Food. The universal language. Now, Monsieur Duke, a little of our wonderful brandy to help ease the passage of the food down the lady's gullet. <laughs> Très bien. This is too weird. You never said anything about this kind of thing happening. I want to get the hell out of here now. Hmm. Thy fiery spirit rivals that of Dervla the Shaman. Nay, perhaps it does more than rival. Let me partake of yon flagon again, for it has a magical taste. Hmm. Whence come ye, strangers? Why have ye come from the forest? My husband, Bjorn, is away hunting this very night. The happy crossed his path. Ye are strangely garbed indeed. Be ye companions of the other three pointy-hooded ones. Hmm. No doubt ye be on some quest of one sort or another. Uh, we, oui, madame. But we must get on or our way. Perhaps you've been summoned to Tara for one of the king's feasts, wa? I hear they go on for days with people eating and drinking till they're fit to burst. They're not for the likes of us folks what live around the great fort of Lyrid, though. 
I've been across them gates once, and I've lived here since Bjorn blast his hide, brought me from me father's place many long seasons ago. I hear tell it's filled with treasures the likes of what has never been seen before. Well, may wife of Bjorn, mother to his brood and keeper of his hut, thanks ye for filling her hungry belly. I bid ye pass and grant ye leave to approach the fortress gates of King Lyra. Merci beaucoup, madame. Au revoir. Come, Marianne. Come along, Duke de Bullets. The king awaits. Watch out for them hounds. I don't mean the wolf hounds. I mean the wolf hounds. They're great big black things that'll rip the throat out of you. The poor old wolf hounds are only gorms. We have one ourselves and it's good for not only laying around sleeping its head off. It's a big stupid Egypt, but me garsoons love it. I'm scared, Henry, and I'm confused. How could that owl one understand what you were talking about? What the fuck is in that brandy? Is this some sort of mad fucking dream I'm having? Yeah, that must be it. I'm having a nightmare, and when I wake up, everything will be back to normal. Who approaches the King's Gate at such a late hour? And what business brings you three strangers here? Away with them, I say. Like as not, they are beggars, asking to be given shelter in the swine pen. Or worse, lepers maybe. Be gone! We have admitted too many arm-seekers this night that came rapping at King Lyra's door. Ha! Dwarf, my spear will slice to your miserable guts if you step nearer. Ha! Oh, merciful air, this just gets worse. What are we going to do? We are no beggars or lepers, my friends. Nor do we seek aught from his majesty. We come to impart good tidings and we bear gifts for the king. Take out your torch, Duke. Quickly, my little companion, and shine it on these two large, hairy, and judging by their odour, quite unwashed guards. Ah! It blinds! The dwarf brings an evil spirit! Arouse the warriors of Tyre! The strangers must be captured and killed! Run! Awake! Awake! Now look what you've done to fornicate, you stupid gobshite! They're going to kill us. They'll probably burn us to death or something. We have to get out of here before they come back. Too late, Marianne, mon chéri. Here they come. <gasps> Capture the stranger! Quickly! 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 Lordsmen! Gathered here in the great hall of Tara. Curb thy squalling and pray be silent. Least I turn my staff into a viper and usher it into the mouth of him who shouts loudest. I, Fadurk, Archdruid and Counselor to Lyra, request that the king permits me to examine these beings who have come amongst us without delay. They have been bound and brought before us this night, and here they stand. We need to know whether demons may be in our midst. Give the order, great king, and I will find out if it is so. 
My magical druid's knife will quickly unseal their lips. I will begin with the small hunchback. His misshapen form more than likely is host to many devils. Do something to fornicate, will you? I don't want to die. That geezer has a mad look in his eyes. And look at the size of that big black dog beside him. Oh, the stench of this place is turning me stomach. Oh, Mammy, let me wake up. Please, just let me wake up. Mm, oh, I don't want to die either, Professor. Greetings to you, Hiking Lyra, whose illustrious lineage goes far back in the past. Twenty-three generations to Tuchel Chakbar. Your fame will soon surpass that of all of your ancestors. A time is at hand when you will make a decision which will bring great change to all of this land and our people. And the people will proclaim you a great and wise king. Perhaps the greatest ruler this island has ever known. I, Henri du Fonacate, makes this prophecy. And it is already coming to pass. For have you not just this very night taken counsel with other strangers? Ah, we. Oui. I can see from your majesty's expression that I am correct, no? <laughs> Release us from our bonds, great king. I would speak with you in private, for I bring many tidings that only you may hear. Nay, do not listen to this deceitful foreigner, my lord with a strange tongue. He only wishes to beguile you. Let me draw out his innards with my knife. In doing so, I may reveal the demon inside him. Hey, we should kill him and his two companions without delay. Nay, 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 Father. Always, always, your talk is of killing. Kill this, or, or, or sacrifice that, disembowel him, ravage his mother, then chop off her head, strangle his sister, hang all his children, burn his pig, torture his chickens. Nay, they, I say, send for another flagon of... Loosen their bonds. I will talk with the stranger. Bring him and the others to my quarters. But, my lord, I must counsel that I must... Not you, Father Rock. Abide here in the great hall. Make sure the fires are well tended and, and, and organize a feast. Counsel the scullions and see to it that the fullock fear are filled to the brim and ready. Those damn cooking pets take forever to come to the boil if there isn't a constant supply of hot stones for them. Use your magic druid's knife to prepare the meat. And don't cut yourself. <laughs> Where's that ale? Goodly drop and no mistake, aye. <laughs> Sit you down where you may. There are skins and hides aplenty here. Nothing better than a tankyard bremen with warm ale on a night such as this. Ah, this flagon is empty. Send for more ale. More ale. 
Now, stranger, uh, what be your name and those of your companions? And set aside your hoods and cloaks, for I can barely make out your faces in this weak torchlight. Very well, your majesty. I am Henri Dufonnecate, and these are my friends, Monsieur Dux Bullets and Mademoiselle Marianne Monroe. We are at your service. A witch? But... What does she display on her head? It is of such a peculiar colour. Step forward, woman. I would look more closely at you. And the small, crooked, bat man, Henri, is he is your slave. He would make for great sport here at Tara. Come, what will you accept in barter? Hmm... This Marion is nicely rounded in the hips. She has a good frame for childbearing, a comely enough wench, but her hair is a little strange. Has she borne you many strong sons? My hair has a blonde dye in it, and I haven't borne him any children, and I don't intend to any time sooner. And get your lecherous, dirty miffs off of me, you, you old goat. Jesus, your breath doesn't half stink. <laughs> she has spirit, this one. I like her, Henri. I will give you two of my slave maidens for her, and a cask of my finest ale for the small man, though it pains me to drop with, to part with a single drop. Come, seal the bargain over a tankard of ale. Then we shall feast and make merry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me give some thought to your proposal, Your Majesty. <laughs> but first, you must try some of this wonderful drink I brought especially for you. I think you will enjoy the unique experience it has to offer. <laughs> it is fiery, <laughs> but please uh, into the stomach. Uh, oh, uh, all... Uh, Goes dark before me. Oh, shh, Your graciousness, there is nothing to fear. You and I are going on a little journey of the mind, mon ami. Hush, hush, hush. Is, how you say, under my spell. Well, let's get the fuck out of here before he comes to and realises what you're after doing. Let's see if we can find a back door, because I don't fancy having to try and get him by that loony with a knife. Jesus, he gave me the bleeding shivers with a mad look in his eyes. And did you see the state of his hair? I never thought I'd see an old fella that age with snow-white dreadlocks almost down to his arse. Will you come on, start looking? Preposterous! We cannot leave money on! What of your uh, quest to find the trail back to Cuchulain? What about the benefactors? We have to keep on the right side of the king. That way I think I can persuade him to guess the druid to tell me about the tribal records. Vardorica is the keeper of the archives. 
Everything would have been handed down by word of mouth because they didn't have writing. It's all sealed up in his head. Generations of it. I mean to unlock it, whatever way I can. And besides all that, I am going to show King Leary the future. I, Henri Dufonnecate, am going to be directly involved in changing history. So you're thinking of spending a few days or a week here after me telling you I'm not staying in this kip? I studied history and it took me years. If you think you can get the information you want like that, you're off your rocker. Look, he's coming out of his trance or whatever it is you've done to him. Duke, keep watch at the entrance. I am certain there will be guards posted to make sure we don't escape. They are sure to have those vicious hounds by their sides. You see, Marion, getting out of here would not be such a simple matter. We may have to accept the king's hospitality and wait for the right opportunity to present itself. There, there, your highness. Concentrate. Concentrate. We, everything will be fine. Nothing for you to worry. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> King Leary's as white as a sheet this morning, Henry. He must have a huge head on him after all the drink he swallowed. And he wouldn't be any better either after you giving him that brandy. Jesus, he looks a bit bewildered. What did you do to him last night? I conked out after you gave him that old concentrate guff. His Majesty has seen many visions, Marianne. I have given him the opportunity to witness the coming of Patrick on his great mission. Lyra's pagan beliefs are deeply ingrained in his psyche. And it took me quite some time to, shall we say, supplant them in the old fool's mind. You can't do that. You can't just go and influence history. No, Marianne, mon chéri. The king already has experience of the new way. He has spoken with the pointy-ooded ones, as Maeve calls them. I merely reinforce the message a little bit more forcefully. But I'm telling you... His Majesty is about to receive an emissary any moment now, because one of the other visions I allowed him to see was the approach of a messenger with news of the death of King Bressal Balach of Leinster. He's supposed to have died in 435 AD, or the year after. You're taking a chance on this being the right one. All right, on cue, Marion. Let us hope my prophecy is correct. Watch King Illyria's reaction. Silence in the Great Hall. King Lyra will speak. A messenger has brought news. Our enemy, the Linstar King, is no more. This comes as no surprise, for as I slumbered in my chamber, Brazil Balach appeared in my dream. He came in the shroud of the dead, and he was much shrunken. 
He spoke not, but a frenzy was about him as he descended to the overworld. That would be the madness wisp, your highness, into which I pronounced a magical incantation. I myself, dressed in the rags of a blind beggar so as to go unnoticed, traveled to Leinster some time ago. There I dwelt in the forest and bided my time. My sojourn there was not an easy one, my lord, for the deep woods were filled with ferocious, wild, ravenous beasts. Food was scarce, and I had naught to eat but what berries and nuts I could gather. The forest floor makes a cold and lumpy place on which to sleep under the circumstances. Then, after a great many days, a raven brought the message. At last, the king of Leinster passed by with a hunting party. The morning was grey, and the mist swirled about the boles of the great trees. Twas then I flung the wisp in his face and quickly made my escape in the form of a hawk. From thence, Bresel Barak was a king walking who was dead. Now, I, Far Durak, his majesty's counselor, advise that the forces of me take up arms and swiftly crush the Leinstermen. Slay them all! Did you hear that shite about him turning into a hawk? <laughs> Thinks he's Carlos bleeding Castendia or something. Hush, Marianne! So, Faldorok, you went to Leinster to drive the king mad without my permission. In your service, my lord, I I have no recollection of you ever having left Tara. You have been here day and night, night and day, constantly hovering at my shoulder, ever watchful with your black hooded eyes and your rank breath. You never left, I say. T'was a changeling you saw, King Lyra. This hound by my side was what you and all the inhabitants of Tara saw. I cast powerful spells upon him to give him my appearance. Alas, he still smelt of hound. You did notice then. Here is my command. We march to Leinster on the morrow to parley with our enemies. There will be no killing, no plundering, no ravishing of their women, no taking of slaves. Also, I grant Anne Rhee the title Counselor to the Throne of Mead for the rest of his life. Meanwhile, you, Far Dorok, will pledge before me to cease using incantations and magic in my kingdom. If you can drive the King of Lister mad, why not me also? Make your pledge or face banishment or worse. Very well, Your Majesty. I am yours to command. This also a command of you. You will unlock the secret knowledge of our tribe that has been handed down to you and let Anne learn of it. The safekeeping of the tribal history has been passed from generation to generation in my clan, and it is my sacred duty as Archdruid to keep it so. You surely cannot mean for it to fall into the hands of a stranger. Has this Henri also cast an evil spell on you, my lord? Enough! The 
Don't try my patience, Fardorak. Very well, my lord. Though it pains me so, I will obey your command. Good. For it might have pained you a lot more had you decided not to obey. Now, let us attend to the feast, and for the meat is steaming on the board, and the tankards are brimming with ale. There is honey mead and sweet breads. Go and fill your stomachs. Later, Anne-Louis and I will complete our bargain. And Marion of the strong curvy hips and strange white hair will become my latest consort. And the little man Duck will join us also as a court cook. Music! Let's have music! Harpers, play your heart! And fill my So, you and the king are going to complete your bargain, are you? Well, that's what you think, you dirty schlieveen. Because the first chance I get, I'm legging it out of them front gates. Or under them if I have to. Marianne, mon amour, I would never allow you to be made the king's consort. But we need to let him think it. I beseech you to go along with the charade for a little while, eh? It is important. You should be more concerned about getting out of here yourself, because that far Doric has it in for you. He's not going to let you get away with him losing his job, and he's spitting rust about having to give up his magic powers. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't like to be in your shoes to fornicate. I am under the king's protection, Marianne. The druid is quite mad, but he wouldn't be so foolish as to commit murder. And the king made him give his pledge, remember? Anyhow, as long as Lyra is here in Tara, I am, how you say, are we safe as houses? Yeah, I know he's mad as a brush, but he's dangerous and cunning too. Did you actually hear him swear to give up his magic? Because I didn't. And he still has that knife of his. And did you see the size of the fangs on his hound? Fucking hell! Psh, Marianne, do not fret. All will be well. Now, I must not keep his majesty waiting. Bonnie, good night. Don't wet up. Yeah, good night, Henry. Let's see what tomorrow brings. Mind yourself out there. Marianne! Marianne, wake up! What are you doing? Don't sneak up on me like that. What time is it? The sun is well risen, and I have brought news. You're looking very sheepish, Henry, and a bit green around the gills too, for that matter. Have you been drinking with the king all night? Or were you sampling some of them slave wenches he offered you? I hope you didn't get pissed and do the deal he wants, because there's no way he's getting anything off of me, and I mean anything. Got that? Oh, the king and his army left this morning for Leinster. I told him that you would be eagerly awaiting his return. You dozy, bleeding bollocks, you! I'll... No, wait. Maybe the Leinster man will provoke a fight and he'll get maimed or something. 
Oh, what am I saying? Leary is going to live well until 461, according to the history, and this is only 435! He is leaving Jeez. me in charge of Tara Marianne, and Far Dorak will not be going with him. Oh, that's just great, that is. No wonder you're so sick looking. Now, what are we going to do? Stuck here with that insane bastard! The king brought all of Tara's bravest warriors with him. But he sent down to the settlement for the conscripts to act as sentries when they are needed. They might offer us some protection. You're talking about part-timers, Henry. Do you really expect a bunch of part-timers to stick their necks out for us? This is all your fault trying to be the big shot. Merd. We are in a bit of a pickle and that is no mistake. We need a plan, Henry. Far Dorak won't try and do anything with you here in the daytime. Ah, oh, he's too clever for that. Nah, he'll wait until it's dark before making a move, so you'll be safe enough coming and going till then. Meanwhile... I'll scout around and see what the possibilities are about us escaping and getting back home. Bon, uh, let us rendezvous back here in your quarters at, say, 8pm. Okay, and try to keep out of trouble. Who's that sneaking about over there in the shadows? Show yourself! Come on! Come on now! Don't have me come and prod you out. Is, is that you, Maeve? Is it you? I'm Marion. I was with Henry. He gave you the food and drink. Well, washa washa, so it is. I wouldn't mind a sup of that grand liquid right now. I don't suppose you'd have any of it about you. No. Well, come and get a bit of heat into you from the fire and tell me what ails you, girl. Old Maeve can see and smell trouble and no mistake. I'm worried about Henry. The king has left him in charge of Tara instead of Far Durok the Druid. And I think that psychopath's going to try and kill him, Henry, in revenge. I'm certain he'll do it the first chance he gets. And if he murders Henry, he's going to have to kill me and duck the bullets too so there'll be no witnesses. I'm frightened, Maeve. I just wish this, whatever it is, was over. I want to go home. I've heard a little bit about this druid from me husband, Björgon. He says he's got a very nasty, spiteful streak and an evil temper to match. I've seen him the odd time strutting about the place with that huge hound by his side and him looking like he owned the whole kingdom of Mead. You'd be afraid to glance in his direction in case you might get a scalp from the big staff he carries. Well... The king only had himself to blame for giving him too much power. That's what I say. Can you help us escape, Maeve? You're our only hope. Me and Björgon have been given the task of guarding these gates, and we've been told not to let anyone in or out. We've got hungry mouths to feed, and I don't want to bring trouble on himself and myself. Here, Maeve, look. Take this chain. It's 24 karat gold. You could use it to barter for food or build a new bleeding house. It's worth a lot. Go on, take it. It gleams wondrously in the firelight right enough. Mm. Björgon relieves me later when darkness has fallen. Come with your companions and I will let you slip quietly through the gates. Bring thy flagon of fiery liquid. 
Now go, lest she bring suspicion upon me. It's me, Maeve. Something must have happened. Henry didn't show up in the place we agreed to meet and there's no sign of duck the bullets either. The pair of them could be lying somewhere with their throats cut for all I know. What am I going to do now? I do not know, but I do know someone who might. Come, I will take you to the settlement down below. Darfla the Dirt, I mean, Darfla the Wise, lives close to it. She may be able to help. Hurry, Bugon will fasten the gates for us. Stag bellows without? Oh, it's only you, Maeve. Well, what brings you to my place this night? And is that a stranger I see lurking in your shadow? Aye, tis only poor old Maeve. Methinks you were expecting somebody else, Starfla. Nay, nay, Maeve. Old Noah's within. Why have you come? Oh, no! Then my decision to bring this poor troubled Colleen here was most fortunate, for she is in sore need of his. And your help, Dervla. This is Maureen. Marion. Marion Monroe. Step closer, girl. Let me look upon your face. Oh, there's something sorely plaguing her. Well, very well. I will make preparations. Now cast off thy garments, and then you may enter. What? Did she just say... Aye, girl. No one may enter the sweat lodge of Dervla, lest they be bare. But she said there was a man in there. I can't take off me clothes if there's a man Lush, around. Hast thou not seen a man unclothed in thy life? Make haste, Maureen. Thou will appreciate the sense of it when emerging from the chamber later. For the air will be cold and damp, and thy garments will be dry. Hast I brought thy bottle? Oh, yes, here it is. Does Dervla use this sweat lodge for magic rituals? Aye, when called for... But it has many uses. She says tis wondrous for trying to lose a bit of weight. Ha! Tis wondrous how she fits through such a tiny entrance in the first place. She boasts of how, afterwards, her skin tingles and she has to immerse her whole body in the lake at Kulasha. But tis said Dervla uses it mostly for make merry with young men or women, whichever takes her fancy. Let you and I go in. me breath. I'm choking. I can't see anything in the dark. Hush, hush. Let's uh, not cause old no to abandon his trance. He has been like that since the sun twice transversed the sky. Drink from thy bottle, Maureen. It will help you relax. Good. Now pass it round and tell Dervla thy troubles. So, this Henry seeks knowledge of the great hound of Coolan, and he wants Fardirk to agree to reveal what he knows. Ha! The Drew knows not. He is not even aware of the ancestry of the great hound he keeps by his side. Yes, it's like come from the one that Satanta slew, 
Old Noel gave the pup as a gift to Tara a great many moons ago. He is a true keeper of the legends that have been passed down by word of mouth and later by the secret own script. Not for nothing is he named Old Noel, for his lineage stretches back through the mists of time. Dervla loves telling these stories. Go on, Dervla, tell her the one about the magic box brought Oh Old Noel spake of a time when the wisest of the wise bore a great chest to tar. Tis said he buried it under the mound of hostages, when the hill was barren of all else, and there it lies to this day. The Ark is its name, and it is said to contain a wondrous magical properties. So Noah said... Oh, the smell! I think I'm going to be sick! Shh! Tis merely all Noah's rumblings. It happens sometimes before he gives forth of his great wisdom. Wet his lips from Marion's bottle, Dervla. Old No might say something. I've never in me life heard him speaking. Here, give me the flagon. I'll do it. Thou Amadon, Maeve, thou seek to choke him. I was only trying to help. The fire don't burn. Bones bleached white. Hearts will shrivel and blacken this night. Howls of pain in a foreign tongue. Parching lips, scorching long. The flames grow hot. They caress and bind. The gods decree revenge shall be mine and not be left for the king to find. Jesus! He's talking about the druid. He's born in Henry. I've got to get back to the fort and stop him. Let me out of here now. Let me bleed now! Come on, Maeve. Will you? <coughs> Hurry up, for God's sake. Oh, we're going to be too late. I just know it. I'm going as fast as I can. Slow down, can't you? Uh, we have to wait for Dervla to catch up. Oh, we're never going to get there at this fucking rate. If only we had a chariot of some sort. We could. Josephine, it's somewhere around here. Oh, you're a bleeding genius. Maeve, come on. Okay, you press this button on the handlebars and kick down hard on the lever. That's what Henry showed me. Are you two all right? Oh, the demon bellows like thunder. Release me from this strange contraption. I beg thee, Maureen. Oh, shit, we're heading straight for the gates. How do you stop this thing? Look, over there. There's a red glow in the sky. It's coming from the clearing between the huts. But where's the bleeding break? Look, Dervla! Look at that gigantic black hound prancing around on its hind legs just like a human. Oh, look! Now it's menacing them. Two poor men tied to them posts. 
And look at all that firewood piled up around their legs. What's that? Oh! There's another big hound charging towards us. Do something, Dervla! Stand back! Babe, that's it! Give me a bit room! <coughs> William Dervla! You're right handy with that staff when you need to be! Now the other one! If I can just sneak up on him while his back is turned, I might be able to kick him in his backside! Ah! Ha! I knew it was you dressed in wolf skins, Far Durak! I'd have known your craven shape anywhere! Even lying there in the dirt, holding on to your shriveled manhood. And don't bother looking to your hound for help. He scurried off into the dark. You'll pay for this, old hag. The penalty for laying hands on the king's counsellor is death. Lyra returns on the morrow and he will order your head to be impaled on a spike. Yeah, a little bird told me there's a new king's counsellor. And she is yonder with him now. Aye, Far Durk. Leary will indeed demand a head. You may yet escape if you hurry. You're all right, Defornicate. I'm here. Let me get you and Duck untied. Right, let's go. I'm not waiting around for the king to return and claim me as his new consort. Come on, get into the side cart. You too, Duck. I'll drive, because the pair of you look traumatised. Especially you, Henry. Poor old Josephine took a bit of a battering, but she'll be as right as rain once you've fixed her up. Goodbye, Maeve. Bye, Dervla. Thanks for your help. Bye. Let's get the bleeding hell out of here. You've been listening to Riveton History by Pat Meehan. Henry the Fornicate was played by Michael Sharp. Marion Monroe was played by Mary McNamara. Maeve by Neve Murphy. Guard 1, David Whelan. Guard 2, Noel Kavanagh. Farduric was played by Joe Murphy. Duck Le Bullets by Noel Kavanagh. King Lyra by Peter Pryor. Dervla by Carol Dempsey. And Old No by Peter Pryor. Other voices by members of the Near Drama Company. It was directed by Declan Cottle. Deborah Gaffney was a production assistant. Sound production by Gavin Byrne. This play is dedicated to the memory of Anne Lockney. This programme was made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland.